Hello, I'm Sean McCangus, and this is episode 21 of the Highland League podcast season 2. Today's guest is Huntley manager Alan Hale. In this podcast, he talks about playing for Fraserburgh, his first opportunity in management at MOD, managing at Keefe, and much more. Hope you enjoy this interview. Your earliest memories of, of playing football? Um, probably school football. So obviously when I was younger, I stayed, stayed in Bucksburn. So um, probably the earliest memories was, um, you know, the 4v4 festivals that we had down at the old Hamden. Um, and then just playing school football. So, you know, the Champion Street Festival and tournament that they used to have at uh, Woodside every year for all the schools in Aberdeen. Um, it was probably my earliest. Um, never played for any boys club team or anything, um, you know, within the time that I was at Aberdeen. Um, and then we moved to moved to the Bra, um first year of the academy, um, and again didn't didn't really play football until under 16s, where I then went to link up, um, and then after that kind of disbanded at, at 17s. I then went to amateur football, uh, Wimbledon United, and um, obviously there we played played the Broch 18s and, and one pre-season friendly, and, and Charlie obviously invited us into uh, into Broch training, and, and things kind of kind of took off from there. Yeah, so so what 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 do you recall about your your Fraserburgh debut? Um, yeah, I mean it was a long time ago. Um, I remember it being a Scottish Cup Scottish Cup game at home, and I was actually out in loan at, at Brock United at the time. Um, and you know the first team had picked up a lot of injuries, um, so Charlie had called a couple of us back on loan just to kind of fill the bench for a Scottish Cup game and. Um, you know the team were obviously playing really well. I can't remember what the score was, but it was a pretty convincing score. So, uh, Charlie doing what, what Charlie done best and, and giving young players the opportunity. He he threw him on with I think it was like ten fifteen minutes to go or something. And the only thing I remember is chasing down a ball that was I was never ever going to win and, and running it in the railings at the supporters stand behind. So that that was <laughs> that was my recollection of the debut for the bro. So what was it like playing playing under Char- Charlie Duncan? Uh, Charlie was a first-class manager, um, really experienced about the game, obviously, in terms of his own playing career, um, knew how to get the best out of a team. I thought he was very hard, um, hard manager, he was a winner, demanded high standards, but but he was also very fair um, fair on the group. Um, his man management qualities, I thought, were, were excellent. You know, if you had a bad game on a, on a Saturday, um, you know, Charlie would be the first person up to you after the game, um, you know reassuring you that he believed in you uh, telling you not to overthink things and um, you know go back into training through the week and um, you know just focus on, on trying to put the, the next performance right and I think that was a good thing about Charlie is you know he, he would never hold grudges and um, you know as I said his management qualities were, were excellent and um, he just had a way of, of getting the best out of his squad and um, he'd done that year on year and um, you know there was no, no surprise you know when a manager spent 28 years I think it was at one club you know you're obviously doing something right if, you, if you're staying at a club for that length of time Yeah so so how important do you think he's been in terms of the way Fraserburgh continue to, to produce players over the years? I, I think he's been hugely important you know he set he set that standard in, in terms of you know what, what the Brock was about and um, you know the Brock's a unique club in the high league you know it's you only really understand that once you're there and once you've played for the club and um, you know the, the local community get right behind uh, the team and the players and they've got a fantastic board and, and committee that, that do a lot behind the scenes um, and it's great to see that you know they, they've continued that under under Chris and um, you know uh, Mark since since Charlie's obviously left and they've still got that conveyor belt a, a talent coming through and um, you know they've still been highly successful so yeah Charlie's obviously laid the foundations but then the next managers have came in and 
put their own stamp and, and ideas on things, but but still maintain the uh, the ethos of what the club's all about. How did you find the the step up to to Highland League from from amateurs? Really difficult, really difficult to start with because I was never one that was blessed with, with huge technical ability. Um, you know, certainly in my early days of stepping up in the high league, um, you know, the, the one thing that went in my favour was, you know, I was had rapid pace and, um, you know, Charlie obviously saw, saw that as an asset in, in terms of, um, you know, helping the team and he was someone that just threw me in and, and once he gave me that game in the Scottish Cup, he, you know, he, he kept me with the first team after that and, um, you know, after a period of time, he, he started giving me starts and, you know, he, he was obviously a player that he felt, you know, with me that he could trust to, to get in performances on the pitch. And, you know, he was he was great with me personally, you know, done a lot for me in my career and obviously owe him a lot. Um, but, you know, the step up was really tough, you know, really physical, um, you know, a lot more technical and tactical, obviously. Um, and obviously the standards, um, you know, stepping up from amateurs was, was tough. So it took a while to adapt to that, obviously. But, um, you know, I always felt had a an attitude where I just came in at training, got my head down and worked hard and, and tried to get into the team and, um, you know, over time, you know, I'm quite happy with, with what we achieved, um, you know, my time there and, and thoroughly enjoyed it as well. So what was it like playing in a team that was so successful? Yeah, I mean, like, winning a trophy, there's there's never a better feeling in football than, than winning trophies. Um, obviously, I've been on the end of some defeats in, in cup finals too and, um, you know, every defeat still hurts yet. Um, but everyone's in football uh, to win trophies, and, and when you get that feeling, especially the first one, which you know I was only in the first team a couple of months when we won the qualifying cup. Um, you know, in the way that we won it, it was a difficult game. I remember the game really well, and you know Keith um, played really well, and then you know uh, Mikey got a goal, and then Dixon scored a, a cracker as well. And um, yeah, you know that that feeling. You know, once you replicate that feeling, you know it, it's one that you you always want to replicate. So yeah, very fortunate that I had the opportunity to experience that a few times. Um, you know, as a player at the Brock, and at the time, you know, we were never really seen as as real challengers to the league, like like what they are now. Um, we were always more as more or less seen as a cup side at the time. Um, but as I said, you know, over the over the years, you know, we've done quite well, and um, you know, it's no surprise to to see them doing so well and, and still having success now. Um. So in terms of the the coaching side, I was reading how you were you're involved with the um Aber Aberdeen. So how how did that come yeah. up, come around? So I was at college, um, I was at Banff and Buckingham College and then went through to Aberdeen um, College to do my sports coaching, uh, HNC and HND. Um, so obviously with that, you know, you, you go through, um, you know, your, your early touches, uh, coaching qualifications, um, and it was obviously delivered by the staff at Aberdeen at the time. Um, so obviously within that course, the, there was an opportunity that came up that there were some vacancies within the community department. Um, so I'd obviously went in there. Um, you know, done the the after school coaching. Um, you know, the the summer holidays and you know the holiday camps and, and things like that, which was a great great experience. You know, to to learn and <clears throat> work under some great coaches. Um, you know, get put through your coaching badges at the same time, and uh, you know, having the support of the guys like Neil Simpson, Jim Crawford, Scott Anderson, and Stuart Glennie at the time. You know, they were they were all the head of the community. So. Um, yeah, great to learn off of them and, and the coaches that were there. You know, some great coaches at Aberdeen, and that obviously led to an academy role uh, very briefly before before I kind of gave that up just to focus on more football with the bro. You, you left to go to 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 Maud. Um, sold you on that that move. Uh, well, I guess firstly, you know, <clears throat> I kind of had a season at the Brock where um, you know I picked up a, hang- a hamstring injury up at Nairn, 
um, where I tore my hamstring and after that I kind of found myself in and out of the team um, you know that was the first kind of serious injury that I had within my career um, you know with that I lost a lot of confidence you know from the previous two seasons uh, under Charlie um, you know I felt I was playing well and, and contributing to the team um, you know I think I'd scored the, the last two seasons before I scored over 20 goals um, in, in that two seasons and you know that first season that Chris came in I just felt you know with the injury that I had I just kind of lost my way a little bit um, you know with being injured and struggling to you know be in and out of the team um, you know I just kind of lost my overall enjoyment for the game um, you know under Charlie as well I was I was coaching the the youth teams and you know that was something that Charlie always encouraged me to do because he knew that you know um, that was obviously coaching Aberdeen and you know doing some things locally in, in the Brock as well um, but that obviously stopped when Hunter came in because he took in his own staff and you know he wanted the players to focus on on the football and things which was which was fair enough um, and to be honest, I wasn't really looking to, to move on. You know, I'm a Brock loon, um, staying in Brock. You know, obviously, and, and playing for the Brock was an honour, um, like it is for for so many people that, that that played for the Brock. And you know, I wanted to stick it out. You know, get get myself fit and then prove my worth to the team. Um, but then, obviously, towards the end of that season, Gary Mann had called me, um, and he was something that he was someone that I'd been working with. You know, coaching with with the council uh, and in about Aberdeenshire and. He called me up to say that he was getting offered the the mod job um, and that he wanted me to go in as player co-manager. Um, so obviously we, we met up and had a chat and things and I liked what he had to say and you know what he wanted to do and you know how he saw me fitting in and you know the way I saw it was an opportunity to go there and, and still play but but get involved in the coaching side of things and um, yeah you know I was young I was only 24 um, but you know I kind of jumped at it without without thinking about things too much and. Um, yeah, that that was kind of that was kind of it. You know, it went pretty quickly, and um, yeah, went went up to mod from there. So, so how 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 was the partnership in terms of um, co-managers? Yeah, I mean, um, to to be honest, I think the transition from going from from playing um, to to management was, was a real eye opener to start with. Um, you know, obviously initially Gary and I, you know, shared the responsibilities equally, um, so I could still concentrate on playing. Um, but then Gary had obviously left quite early in the process, um, you know, due to a mixture of family and um, family issues and probably underestimating the challenge of what management at that level uh, kind of entailed. Um, so I think it was a few months I then became manager on my own. Um, and then Gavin Weems, who had obviously played with Ebrach, he was he was in as a coach with us um, and he then stepped up to be my assistant. Um, and then management's tough, you know, can be can be a very lonely place at times, you know, when you win you kind of really enjoy it because, you know, your focus immediately turns to the next game and, you know, all the preparation that's involved in in that. Um, and then when you lose, you know, it's a huge responsibility on your shoulders to, to pick the players up and, and deal with all the criticism that, that comes your way with, with not getting a positive result for, for the supporters and the team. So, yeah, it's a challenge. You know, management's not easy, but it's it's one that I enjoy. Um, you know, and, and especially at Huntley now, you know, we've got a fantastic team of people um, who works really well behind the scenes to, to share the burden on that. Um, so yeah, um, you know, ten years later, we're we're still here. Yeah. So so, what are your your favourite um, memories from from Mod? Um. Well, Mod. I mean, you know, we'd kind of um, we took over Mod. Um, you know, we were the they were second bottom, and I think they were they were two points away from from being relegated when when me and Gary came in. Um, and obviously we were there for 
for three years, um, you know, taking them from from second bottom to to run us up in the Super League, um, got to cup finals every season. Um, you know, we're always in the latter stages of cup competitions as well, and uh, we had a really good Scottish Cup run. Um, you know, the last year that was there. So the only thing that was missing um, <clears throat> was a trophy. Um, but then I felt at the time that I'd left for Keith, you know, I, I felt that the squad that we'd assembled was was probably the best squad that I could have assembled um, in my time there. And, you know, within that year and a half before I went to Keith, there was constant interest from, from high league teams and, you know, we were always fending that off. And I was never one to stand in players' way, but I was very fortunate that the players believed that we were capable of going on and, and winning trophies in the juniors. So, so players had obviously turned down opportunities before. Um but you know, we knew that that wasn't going to be forever because the the players that we had were all ambitious and they wanted to step back up and improve themselves in the high league. So, um, you know, I guess I knew it was a it was a squad that was that was going to break up at some point. Um, and you know, the the job of replacing players of the quality that we had at Mod um, and the dressing room and the characters and the whole environment that we had there um, was going to be near impossible. So, you know, when the Keith opportunity came up, you know, I think it was a case of um, you know, a feeling like I was ready to to take the step into high league management, but also knowing that I'd pro- probably achieve the best in, in terms of what I was going to achieve at, at Mods. So, uh, you know, when the Keith opportunity presented itself, it's it's one that I felt I, I couldn't have turned down at the time. Yeah, so 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 what was it like? Was there much of um, a step up or was it the, the same? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't think I found it as, as big a step up, you know, maybe apart from dealing with, with bigger characters who, you know, sometimes were, were maybe motivated by other factors as opposed to, to just a football like Mod. You know, at Mod, you know, the boys and I get paid big wages, um, you know, so all the players were there, you know, for football and reasons where, you know, there's obviously a bit more financial gain, you know, within the hind league. So so that was something that that maybe there was a period to adapt to. But, you know, in, in terms of the dressing room at Keith, you know, we had a great dressing room, um, you know, a group of players who were fully committed um, you know, all of them were on board of what we're trying to do in, in the sense that, you know, it made that step up quite straightforward. Um, now, obviously, there's a step up in quality. And, you know, as a manager, I learned a lot, you know, tactically during my time there, you know, in terms of what maybe worked at the juniors for Maud, in terms of how open and expansive we were, maybe they didn't necessarily work at Keith. So we had to adapt over the time, um, you know, and, and there was certainly plenty of stakes made, you know, from my part um, during my time at Keith. Uh, what one of the standout things I, I remember being at one of the matches was the the run that you went on that you went um, six wins in a row. What what do you remember about that run? To be honest, um, I probably just remember the dressing room, you know, and the, and, the, and having a group of players that were that were motivated, that were focused, and and they played with the belief that they could turn up in a match day and go toe to go toe to sorry with with the big teams and, and try and win games of football. Um, you know, during that period, the, the team played some real entertaining football, um, and and the players played with the motivation and the belief that, that they could go there and win games. So, um, you know, to, to me, going on that winning run was, was never a surprise because, you know, I always felt that I believed in the quality that we had in the in the dressing room at Keith, and um, you know, it was just just a disappointment, I guess, that, that we couldn't find more consistency, um, you know, over the course of the season to, to maybe get a higher finish. Yeah. So, so in terms of the players playing with freedom. How how encouraging and how how chuffed were were you with that? Yeah, look, I, I think I think confidence plays a big part in football. Um, you know, and obviously at the time, you know, we were on a winning run, and you know, when the players are playing with confidence and belief, um, you know, they they, they don't 
they're not scared of losing games, you know. So so they always tend to to, to play a bit more free um, in terms of not having that anxiety and, and fear of losing. As a manager, you know, I always encourage my teams to, to get into positions higher up the park. Um, you know, obviously, you know, it's our responsibility to coach them to to build up play and get them to a certain certain area of the pitch. But you know, the, the one thing that I always ask my forward players to do is to, is to play with the freedom to, to go and express themselves in the final third and you know, encourage them to have that interchange, you know, in terms of their movement and, um, you know, they understand that, that I've got that trust in them to go and express themselves in that area of the pitch and, and be as creative as they can be. Um, you know, we don't want to coach players to, to be robots and they've got to be, you know, in certain areas of the pitch all the time. Um, and then that's what we had, you know, with players like, um, you know, Craig Cormack, Mikey Ewan, Luke Barber, Donny Fraser, who, you know, were a real handful for, for teams and, um, you know, then a change of the movement between that front four at times was was devastating, and um, you know that was certainly a big part on on that winning run that we went on for sure. So, in terms of um, moving on from Keith, have you got any regrets about how how that all came came about? Yeah, look, I think as times went on, you know, there, there was never a massive fallout. Um, obviously, I had my reasons for moving on, which you know I still feel to the day was 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 the right decision. Um, but I look back at my time at Keith really fondly. Um, you know, I had great support from from Andy, um, the the chairman, and, and all of the committee during my time. Um, you know, at Keith, they, they supported me in terms of the things that we'd asked for, in terms of the improvements that, that we felt. Um, you know, we wanted to make to the squad and the club in general. You know, the the players that we worked with. Um, you know, really enjoyed my time working with them. Um, you know, like we did at Maud, and you know, I feel that as a manager so far, I've been fortunate that we've had really good dressing rooms where we've always had a, a positive environment. Um, so yeah, no, I, I look back with that fondly. Um, you know, obviously that was my first um, high league gig at, at 27, so it was a massive steep learning curve. Um, you know, a lot of things I take from that now that that I feel that I've, I've taken away and use that as tools to improve as a manager and I, and I certainly feel that I'm back in at Huntley um, you know certainly a more uh, mature person and um, a more all-rounded um, manager as a result of that experience yeah so so what what would you say is the the biggest thing you've you've learned from that um, I, I think as a manager you know certainly me you know I'm always learning I'm always trying to evolve um, I'm always trying to make sure that you know I'm I'm working as hard as, as I can to give success for for the club that, that employ me uh, to do a job, and um, you know I've learned a lot. As I said, you know spoke spoke before about you know the tactical element, and when I went to Keith, you know it was very much you know we'll play the way that we are going to play, and you know it doesn't matter about what team we're going to come up against because you know we'll be open, we'll be expansive, and um, you know if we score four and the opposition went and score three we still win the game so it was really naive in, in that sense that you know I feel as a manager I've, I've obviously um, you know learned a lot there in, in terms of um, you know set up and, and structure overall um, you know within our within our systems that, that we utilise and and obviously certain things away you know in, in terms of um, you know things that maybe went on in the background that, that I've certainly taken away and, and learned the list um, you know from, from that side of things as well so um, yeah, as I said, see it as a positive because you know, as I said, I, I feel that I've came out of that. Um, you know, as a better, better person and better manager for, for the, for the experience. Yeah. So, so you went back to to Maud. How how did you find your your yeah. second spell? Um, to be honest, um, you know, after I left Keith, I, I probably should have taken a break. Um, you know, from the from the game at that point. Um, but 
the call came, you know, and, and due to my affection that I've got for the committee at Maud and, uh, and in the club in general, you know, I wanted to go back and, and kind of help them out. Um, you know, we had a good start. You know, got off to a good start in the league and, you know, we got ourselves in another cup final with the Girl League Cup, which we lost um, to dice on penalties. But, you know, mentally I, w- I wasn't in a good place uh, at all at that time. And, you know, I think as a result of that, you know, the, the players um, in the club, you know, simply didn't get the best out of me in, in terms of, you know, what I, what I feel I could I could bring to a club. And, you know, shortly after that cup final defeat, you know, I remember speaking to, to Alan Mathers at, at the club about my, my struggles with my mental health. And, you know, he, he was great, you know, in, in terms of support that he offered, Um but, you know, we, we decided, you know, and then this was probably the wrong decision, but we decided, you know, the both of us to, you know, that we continue in the role and, and just, you know, keep talking and things, which, um, you know, to be honest, it, it probably would have been the, the right decision to, to separate there because that would have been the right thing for the players and, and certainly the right thing for the club. Yeah. Um, but Robbie Wild Goose then went in there, he took over and, um, you know, when I left, the, the club were bottom of the league. Um Still relatively early in the season, but you know they were bottom the league, and, and Robbie managed to get the club finished. I think it was sixth position that I think they they finished in the league. So you know it showed the, the quality um, that, that was clearly within the squad um, at the time, and you know it was great to see Robbie go in and, and do as well as he did, and, and get the club finishing. You know where where I feel a club like Mod should be. So just how important is it, um, obviously, like as a manager to support your players? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's, it's extremely important, and you know that's the way I am as a manager. Um, you know, I'm obviously demand a lot from my players in, in terms of you know, as I said, I've experienced winning trophies as, as a player, and you know, every club I go to, you know, we want to win games of football every week. We want to be competing, you know, at the top end of the league. We want to be challenging for for honours. Um, but obviously, you know, society nowadays, you know, there, there's a lot of external factors, you know, with, with likes of social media and stuff like that. Um, you know, the way that the COVID's impacted, you know, people personally with, with being furloughed and out of work and, you know, the, the amount of people that's been unemployed has been has been really challenging. So, yeah, it's important, you know, we can offer so much support as a manager, but we're, we're not trained in, in mental health, you know, so... It's important as a club that, that we've got that support network um, and that links in place with, with certain people who are trained that, that can give players the support. So, you know, as a club and, and certainly from experience at Huntley, um, you know, we've got a fantastic support network in place, not just for mental health, but in terms of all aspects, of, you know, what can impact a player's performance. You know, the, the, the club have got um, that support network in, in place. And, um, yeah, you know, we're, we're certainly there as a manager. You know, for for any player that that feel that they need a chat, um, and you know, there, there's certainly been been cases of that over the over the course for sure. Obviously, you're not now in at Huntley, so how how are you finding it so far? Yeah, I'm I'm loving it. Um, you know, really really enjoying it. Um, you know, go going to Huntley was was a no brainer for me. Um, you know, I, I spoke to the club um two years prior when when Charlie Charlesworth had obviously left. Um, but at the time, you know, I'd, I'd only recently left Maud and, you know, my wife was pregnant and, and mentally I didn't feel I was in the best place to, to accept the job at that time. Um, but, you know, it was always something that I felt, you know, if I could get myself right mentally, then then I would obviously, um, you know, look to get back in and, and want to, to get back in at high league level. And the opportunity came up to uh, hunt me again and, you know, when the chairman the chairman called and we met up and had a chat you know it was it really was a no-brainer to, to get back in and um, you know you just need to look at the history of the football club um to, to see that you know they, they've achieved a lot of success in the past um 
you know, it's a great group of players. I felt they were young um, that they could be improved and, you know, we could add our own stamp on, on things, um, you know, both through the infrastructure of the club, but, but also in terms of, um, you know, the style and the system that we wanted to play. And the one thing I found, you know, I'm working with a board and a committee that, that are extremely supportive, um, not just in the football inside, but, but off the pitch as well. Um, you know, and we wanted to bring that stability. You know, I think the club had had went through a few changes of managers, and you know, when that happens, you, you tend to get a high turnover of players uh, because you know managers come in and they've got their own styles and the way that they want to play, and, and they want to bring in their own players that they feel can can work around. You know, what they're trying to do um, on their own accord. So, you know, what we're trying to do at the club at the moment is is um, you know enhance all aspects of the club that they can align with with the club's own aspirations and. There's a lot of work went on behind the scenes, you know, um, since we took over in terms of the head of youth development that, that we've taken in and, and the work that's going on and, you know, the, the commitment that we're putting into the youth development side of things, you know, all the infrastructure in terms of the facilities that's been improved, the things that we're able to do to, to prepare the players and, and give the players the support. Um, and obviously, you know, the support that we've had to, to obviously improve the squad um, and, and give us the depth that, you know, would allow us to be competitive. Um, so, yeah. Thoroughly enjoying it. You know, it was a big risk at the time, obviously, as well, because, um, you know, my, uh, Gavin Williams and, and Graham Bain, who had kind of been my assistant and my coach, um, you know, throughout my, my management career, both at Maud and then at Keith, you know, um, couldn't have come to, to Huntley due to their own personal circumstances. So a big risk in the sense of, um, you know, going in with Stefan, who he was someone that I hadn't coached with or, or worked with before. Um, but we were both aware of each other uh, in regards to, you know, when I was at Keith, he was manager of, of Aberdeen Ladies and they actually trained beside us. So we'd spoken to each other in passing and, you know, both saw each other's training sessions and, um, you know, he was always something that I was, I was wanting to work with, um, you know, just based on, on what kind of saw um, at the times that he delivered sessions. And, you know, when I had a chat with him, um, you know, it was a no-brainer to, to jump at it. You know, I thought his, his passion, his enthusiasm, his knowledge of the game, um was outstanding and you know we're, we're linking up and, and working with Steph and you know I think he's an outstanding coach um, you know the biggest compliment I can give him is that he's the best coach that I've worked with um, and as I said I've worked with some good coaches um, in my time he's got a great game knowledge um, great personality so he's great with the players um, but a, a massive support um, you know for me off the pitch as well um, so yeah love him working with him um, you know, and I feel that you know we're, we're continuing that work with Stefan that um, you know can lead to, to a bright future for Huntley. So, have you got any targets or, or ambition on, on how far you want to go with Huntley? Or? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, the long-term target is certainly to get Huntley back up competing. Um, now, obviously, we don't have the financial budget that that maybe other clubs do, but as I said, it's about putting a, an infrastructure in place, you know, through our, our game model and our training model that, that allows the club to be successful and, you know, we're working very hard behind the scenes, you know, we, we feel that within the year that we've been there, we've, we've made uh, huge improvements in, in terms of, um, you know, improving the players that, that's been there already and, um, you know, I'm, I'm working with a group of players who are probably the best group of players I've worked with um, in my whole time in football, both as a player and as a manager. Um, you know, it's a great dressing room. There's a real togetherness within the club. Um, you know, and it's a young team. You know, I think our average age is, is 21.7, um, so just under 22. And you know, if we can keep the squad together and, and you know, enhancing that as the years go go through, then then we certainly feel that, that we won't be too far away. What's your ambitions in terms of coaching? Well, I'm as ambitious as as come. You know, I, I want to I want to go at the highest level that I can. 
you know, whatever level that that will be, you know, will will remain to be seen. But um, you know, I'm ambitious. I want to I want to try and progress, and you know, have an experience of, of coaching and, and managing, um, you know, within the SPFL in the future, um, and that's something that, that we'll work towards. Um, you know, and, and whether that that will be achievable, you know, the time will tell over the coming years. Um, in terms of you know how successful or, or unsuccessful will be with Huntley. Is, um, so what what do you think is the biggest thing you you've improved in terms of your coaching and, and management? Um, I think it's um, you know not not being so so gung ho. Um, you know I think my manner with the players have, have changed as well over the years, and you know the way that I've always been as a manager is like. I just try and treat my players the way that I would want to be treated as, as if I was a player myself um, and that's you know be hard on the players and, and demand a standard um, because you know as I said I'm, I'm grateful as a player that, that has success at the Brock and you know I know what it takes to, to win trophies at, at this level and um, yeah you know it's um, you learn a lot you know you're, you're still learning yet you know I'm far far from the finished article I'm still young you know I'm only I'm only 33 so we're still learning all the time Um you know, and with every passing game and every training session, you know, there, there's always something you take away from those that, that you feel that you can improve on. And, um, you know, we're constantly trying to improve, um, you know, ourselves as coaches, um, but also um, the, the club at the same time. So the learning never stops, um, that, that's for sure. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure plenty of mistakes will, will continue to be made um, throughout the time. But, you know, every mistake that's made, it's always an opportunity to learn and, and that's the way that I always look at things. Thanks for listening to the Highway Podcast. Hope you can join me next time for another interesting interview. Um.